comics have been scaring readers for years. Is there anyone brave enough to sit down with their creators? This is Discussions with Decapitated Dan. Discussions with Decapitated Dan, part one of a new Dirk Manning interview, followed by some man thing. Discussions with Decapitated Dan is brought to you by CuriousGoodsAndComics.com. Don't be afraid to lose your head over all the savings. CuriousGoodsAndComics.com, where Decapitated Dan gets his books. Are you a comic book creator? Do you write, draw, color, letter, ink, edit, or do your own webcomic? If so, you're eligible to nominate for the Ghastly Awards. Go over to GhastlyAwards.com. And find the nomination form and nominate for this year's best in horror comics, the Ghastly Awards, honoring excellence in horror comics since 2011. com. So, welcome everybody to part one. You know what I just thought of, Dirk? What's that? I just yeah. thought of the fact that this adds two more episodes to your total. Yes! <laughs> yes! Am I am I the most prevalent guest yet? Oh, I think you took that over a long time ago. Okay, I thought so, but what are we on? How many how many times have I been on now? And and this is going to be yeah, uh, uh, this is I mean, going to be 7 and 8 or 8 and 9. I think it's 8 and 9. I think it was 7 last time. That sounds right. Why not? I just I still remember the 5 time because of you screaming the 5 time champion. Yeah, I was the five-time champion. Now, well, you know, uh, if this is eight and nine, next time number ten, I mean, I'm gonna have to blow it up again. I'm just warning you. All right. Well, we're gonna talk about that. That's definitely something we do have to talk about afterwards, because I have something that that might be happening soon. Ooh, cryptic. Anyway. I know, very cryptic. As, as we talk on the air, exactly. we haven't even like introduced a show or anything yet. People are listening, like. What's so welcome on? everybody to this week's discussions with Decapitated Dan. <laughs> Joining me this week for what we believe is his eighth time on the show. Jerk Manning. Not included thank you. Thank you. Not including the time that I took over the show to interview you. Yeah, we don't include them. God, look at you go. <laughs> I'm going, man. I'm going. I can't be stopped. Oh, when I retire, it's gonna change to discussions with Dirk. <laughs> Who said we're waiting that long? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! As always, oh, thank, you. thank you, thank you for having me on. And notice, and I hope everyone did notice, I said part one because we have something special planned because Decap is going on vacation, <laughs> which which is rare. I, I would like to put out there. It is rare. It is rare. I've done two and a half years of a weekly show at this point. You you deserve you deserve a, a week off or something. Yeah, but I'm not gonna take a week off technically because it's new content coming at you both weeks. So we have That's something it. when when Dirk and I are done here, we have uh, I have something very special planned for everybody that involves my man thing. 
And what I not Dirk Manning's man thing. No, no, Marvel's man thing. Okay, because um, you know, let's be honest, uh, I also have a giant size man thing. So. <laughs> All right, enough BS. Who? Are, what do you do? I am Dirk Manning. I am the writer and creator of Nightmare World, Tales of Mystery, and Love Stories About Death for Shadowline Online, and uh, various other projects coming out that we'll discuss in the second part of the interview, which will be a week from when this one debuts. But also what I guess I'm most excited about right now, hold on, i got to do this. I am holding in my hands right now, after over five years of waiting, 216 plus... No, I lied. Just 216 pages, period. Goodness of Right or Wrong, A Writer's Guide to Creating Comics, the book edition, collected, remastered, and wonderful, and I am holding it above my head right now, like that scene in The Lion King. Yay! Thank you. I'm saying, Simbo, this will be your kingdom. Writers everywhere, (laughs) this will be how you get your kingdom. Oh my god. All of it and love it. This is your Bible. This is your Bible if you wish to create comics and you can't draw them yourself. I definitely want to uh, say that you should say it's 213 pages plus because that makes it sound like 213 isn't specific enough because there's still more to go. You know, it's funny. Um, Truly, how much we're on the same wavelength. The print, the content, is 213 pages. There's, <laughs> there's, there's three pages of notes for notes. <laughs> That's because 13 is always involved with you somehow on this show. Yeah, even it's always involved in everything I do. It, it's very bizarre. Uh, when I wrote the, um, the, uh, the dedication uh, to the book, to, I, I dedicated to two uh, very dear friends of mine, uh, one that's still with us and one that's not, I wrote it on October 3rd, and, and uh, someone said to me, oh, well, that's not a 13. Wow, that's pretty, pretty, you know, a nice change for you. It's not on a 13. I said, well, actually, October 3rd is 10-3, which is 13. And they're like, oh, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the actual pages of the book, the content is uh, 213 pages, and we put three pages in the back just for notes so that this can really be a true um, – field guide slash uh, Bible, you know, uh, that people can just pick it up off the shelf, uh, read right or wrong, a writer's guide to creating comics, and just boom, here it is. Here, Here is what I'm holding in my hands is what I want every writer to have that can help them get started. Right, right. Now, we kind of touched base on this last time, but let's kind of talk about, you know, um, what – is there anything new – to this book that we didn't find in your column online? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, basically, what I did was I went back to all the old columns, and there's actually about 70 uh, right or wrong columns right now, and I'll be returning to right or wrong at New Drama in November. Uh, I mean, got to at least get to 100. Why not 113? But um, don't quote me on that. But I went through every column from the first one and revised it, edited it, uh, remastered it as much as I felt it needed to be done. Some of them not very much, some of them pretty excessively. Sometimes if two columns, maybe say column number five and column number 20 were similar, combine them together, things like that. 
And what I really did is I distilled down about the first 40 or so columns, uh, give or take, into 26 chapters. Uh, and like I said, it's, it's 216 pages, uh, 213 if you want to be technical. Um, and uh, I'm just absolutely tickled. There are also a couple of um, chapters in here that are exclusive to the book, things I've never touched on in the column yet. Um, there, there's a chapter, chapter 14, uh, e-comics and print-on-demand, when I talk specifically about print-on-demand publishers that are out there and really get into print-on-demand uh, print publishing. Um, that's probably the only truly new chapter. But I say that hesitantly because of the fact that, I mean, some of these chapters I went through and just completely remastered them. Um, I know a lot of people over the years have actually printed off the columns at Newsarama before the great, you know, server switch. We lost a lot of them. And, uh, this reads very similar to that, but it's just completely, uh, cleaned up, completely remastered. Uh, there's a couple, there's some photographs and stuff in here. You can hear this. You hear that? That's the book. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, but like, you know, the columns are all the same. The themes of the columns are the same. And we spent about the first four chapters or so really talking about the technical aspects of writing. Then we get into actually starting your journey. You know, uh, how badly do you want it? Uh, the chapter on finding artists, I completely uh, updated that with current websites where to find artists at. Um, so, yeah, I just am really, uh, really ecstatic about it. I mean, this sure. is the definitive... The definitive guide. So. Okay, so if I want to get a copy, and I just missed Fanfare where you were at selling them for the first time, where can I get them? Uh, you know, I would say first and foremost, try to go to your local comic book shop, local bookstore. Uh, it's Right or Wrong, A Writer's Guide to Creating Comics you know, by Dirk Manning. It's from Transfusion Publishing. In the event that they say they cannot or will not uh, do that for you, uh, you can get it very easily at Amazon.com. And I'm all for that. I um, I love Amazon. I, I think they're an absolutely fantastic uh, outsource, you know, place to get books. But first and foremost, you know, go local. If you have a local bookstore, if you have a local comic shop, uh, support them. If they can't get it for you for some reason or won't, by all means, man, Amazon.com. Just go to the, you know, look under Dirk Manning, right or wrong Dirk Manning. Go to the Dirk Manning page. You'll see the three Nightmare World trade paperbacks, and boom, right or wrong, right there. Now, so, uh, now here's a, here's a silly question. Is there a digital version of something that's already digital? <laughs> um, I will be talking to uh, Gary Reed, who's a publisher of Transfusion, um, I guess what's a couple days from now in my time, which is probably in my time. This is hilarious. Yeah. In my time. Like I, I'm in the I, past folks. <laughs> yeah. I I'm back here. You guys are out there, but no, um, what my, my, my next priority and, and I want to do this in very short order is get it available on Kindle and things like that. Absolutely. I would love to have it available through like comiXology as well. It's not a comic. I don't know if that's possible, but I definitely want to, um, it'll be on Kindle. I mean, very short order. It'll be e-reader ready. Sure. 
Absolutely. Because that's the biggest thing that I want to communicate to people is that, yes, this was an online column for five years. Absolutely. But the book is like the, you know, Blu-ray extended director's cut remastered, you know, definitive version. You know, there's also a video. Well, you know this because you have DVD copies of it. But um, there, if I believe the only way to find it is to go to Ustream. Because I recorded your panel at C2E2. Yes. And yes. if you want an idea on how much Dirk can talk before he gets to covering the material. <laughs> As if it wasn't obvious from this. <laughs> but no, uh, there there is an hour-long video of your panel from C2E2 in 2012. And... It'll give people an idea on some of the some of the really cool stuff that you're out there. And I have to say that it's really cool that you're willing to do this because you had printed out, you know, the spreadsheets. Yeah, the PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah the PowerPoints of, of what you were talking about and kind of going over it. And then you let people ask questions and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's really cool that, you know, you're going out of your way to tell them how to do this. Well, right. And, you know, not necessarily telling them how to do it, uh, giving my advice on how I think it could be done. Uh, and I'm telling them how I did it. And I'm telling them how people how, you know, having done this for 10 years. And, you know, I mentioned this right in the book, you know, um, I haven't written for Marvel or DC yet, but I haven't tried. But you know, uh, I have stuff, you know, through Image Comics. I've worked with some other smaller publishers. Uh, you know, it's one of the OGs of online comics, one of the original gangster show. And, uh, I mean, I have over 600 pages of comic work done that I own. Pretty much all of it. Or, the, you know, the, you know, the situation with artists I work with and stuff like that. But point being, that's almost 600 pages of non-work for hire stuff. It's all creator-driven material. Uh, because that's been my goal. So, yeah, I'm not a Robert Kirkman. I'm not an Alan Moore. I'm not a Brian Michael Bendis or whatever. But I'm someone that's been out there doing it and getting it done. You know, and, and that's what I, 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 I you know, uh, I just try to communicate to people. It's like, look, man, I know the road, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, you know, and, of course, I sit there and chat with people a little bit. I don't like to dive right into all the scholarly stuff. I think at the C2E2 panel, I spent about 10 minutes just talking about my history and what I've done and kind of joking with the crowd and things like that and talking about the fact that, yeah, you know, I mean, this this was a long time coming. Uh, Matt Brady, who uh, was one of the original Newsarama guys, um, actually wrote the introduction to this book and um, talks makes a joke in his introduction in his foreword about dial-up modems. Uh, what was it? Uh, talking about me doing the column. So when he said he would do it, uh, would like to do a column at newsrama.com, I said yes before the email was done buzzing and beeping over the modem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, uh, there, we, we, we joke about, you know, this has been a, a long time coming. You know, I mean, it's coming up on in three years. It'll be 10 years. So, gosh, it's been seven years already, I guess. Pretty close. But, um, you know, it's not about me promoting my own work and me just hollering at people and being dictatorial. Uh, it's more like this is, you know, you know, this is how we can help you out. You know, I mean, I, I want to help people out. I've done this for years to try to help people out. Very cool. So I don't like to just jump up there and just, you know, 
hollering people. Okay, this is what you're going to do, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, man, here's where I came from. I know the road. I've been down the same road that you guys have, are on, and uh, I'm up I'm up the road a little ways. Come on, o- come on over, you know. the uh, It's nice over here. It's nice being a, a professional combo creator. It's nice having books out. Right. All right, well, we got a couple seconds left, and uh, I know you said that the column is going to come back in November. So can you give us an idea on some of your topics that you're going to cover coming up? Uh, I knew you were going to ask. Um, I think one of the first things I'm going to address, and it may be a little self-serving, but after basically being uh, offline for a year with the column, is reintroducing people to the column, what it's about. Um, and then I'm going to get into things like print-on-demand, get into things like wellness. Um, and I'm really thinking about spending some time talking about conventions and things like that. I do want to do a second right or wrong book. Uh, I, I do want to focus a lot more on, okay, now that you've made books, now what? Mm-hmm. So, um, but th- those are some of the things I want to talk about. I have a whole a whole list of uh, column, column ideas I want to get to. Um, wellness is going to be one of the first ones. Uh, talk a little bit more about print-on-demand and uh, and go from there. Very cool. All right, not that they're not going to come back next week, but just in case they don't, uh, what shows are you going to be at coming up? Uh, like I said, by the time people listen to this Detroit fanfare, will have been uh, done. So at this point, I'm going to be just doing a lot of like regional um, book signings and things like that. Uh, you know, if anybody, you know, just do little mini seminars at bookshops and comic book shops. Anyone wants to have me come out to their shop, you know, uh, drop me a line at uh, on Facebook or Twitter. Send me a message. If you don't have to be friends, just shout at me or something. And I tell people, if I can make a weekend trip out of it, I'll come out to a comic shop. We'll drum it up for a couple weeks. And uh, come out and do like a little, you know, seminar for anyone that wants to know about how to write comics, you know, to have the book there. Uh, big shows uh, after this, you know, C2E2 and DanCon are probably what I'm looking at at this point um, before we really get into the, the convention season in full again. I just did right. five shows in or four shows in six weeks. And if you want to know about that, you're going to have to listen to part two next week. Perfect. So we will cut it off there. Ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the man thing. Not the other man thing, not me. Power Records presents Man Thing in Night of the Laughing Dead. The swamp, a bubbling bed of life of which you are a part. Once you were a man, a chemist named Ted Salas, but the syrup that was to have made you a super soldier combined with strange forces in the swamp to make you over into the man thing. But your former existence seems a far-off dream to you, doesn't it? Less than a dream, in fact. No longer able to reason, you now function on emotion, those few which you still feel. You can feel what others feel. You can understand those feelings. But emotions are often as ambiguous as words, and sometimes they are even more so. Consider this weeping clown, for example. What does he feel now as he raises a gun to his temple? as the tears roll down his grease-painted cheeks. You may never know, for across the marshland comes a single, devastatingly final shot. That prods you into action. You attempt to hurry to the source of the evil sound, but no matter, you are too late. It was too late before you began. And all you can do is stare through hazy, crimson eyes at the little clown's corpse and reflect on the buried fragments of memories brought to the surface by the ugly sight. You remember how the man you were fought to protect his scientific discovery. You remember more, 
the blinding moments of escape, the knowledge that he had to destroy the vial, and perhaps, at the same time, destroy himself. And so, Ted Salas did what had to be done. Memory. You recall the transformation, the mingling of the chemical with the swamp waters around him, the stark shock to his metabolism, and the bitter ending of his sanity. Slowly, mercifully, the memories end. And the man who was once Ted Salas, whose body has become that of a swamp-roaming creature, forgets again what once he knew. It's better that way. It's better. As those thoughts fade, your gaze falls upon something at the dead man's foot. But you wonder, could these little scrawls on this thin white leaf explain why the man took his own life? But wait, another flash of recollection from your former life. Foo? Few? Funeral. Humans bury their dead. So this one must be laid to rest. And so you take the body deep into the marsh, while events take shape miles away that will transform this already somber evening into something more terrifying by far. The only rooms left are my deluxe. Come on, Richard, we'll find another... Uh-uh, lady, not tonight. I'm exhausted. I'll just bet. Uh, that'll be... Uh... $22.40, including tax. These two young people are Richard Rory and Ruth Hart. Two old friends of yours, man-thing. Well, that was a hassle, wasn't it? I'll see. I'll bet he's a reform school reject. But, you know, I haven't got the energy to argue with him. Not now. Maybe we can go to the carnival tomorrow. Carnival? Sure. See the trucks over there? They must be playing a town around here. Boss, Mr. Garvey, Daryl's gone. Run away. We've got to go after him. We can't lose the show's only clown. And besides, he was terribly upset tonight. I'm afraid of what he might do. Please, Mr. Garvey, if he does something rash, you'll be out. I'll be the boss of this three-ring loony farm, just like before, you hear? And if you don't like it, you can scram. Holy cow, Ruth. Did you see that? Richard, wait. You don't know... Them's your options, Taylor. Either you... Huh? Hold it right there, Buster. Oh, run along, Sonny. You heard the man, Twipe. Scram. See? He's the boss. He's my boss. And I don't like nobody messing with my boss. Oh, boy. No, sir, I don't like it at all. Now, I'd advise you to blow while you still got legs to walk on. It ain't wise to get Trag mad at you twice. Trag? The world's strongest man? Gosh, that's who hit me. Whoever you are, you've got to get out of here. She's right, Richard. Please... Take me with you. Hey, boss. Ayla's leaving, too. Step on it, lover. Trag doesn't look happy about this. In fact, I think he and DeBoss plan to follow us. I don't care about them. I just want to find Daryl. My poor clown. First, we find another motel. I've got to get to sleep. We can go Clarabelle hunting tomorrow, Miss... You haven't told us your name, Miss, or why you're looking for a clown. I'm sorry. It's Ayla Prentice. I'm a high-wire artist with the carnival, and I'm trying to keep my clown from destroying himself. You see, I love Daryl, but I betrayed him. He stopped laughing, stopped living, just wanted to die. Stop! Pull over there! That's his car! Sure, okay. There he is, and thank the Lord he's alive! Daryl, I'm here! Daryl! Daryl, what's wrong? Can't you see me? It's Ayla! Why doesn't he answer? He acts as if he doesn't know who I am. Maybe his mind is just totally snapped. That's so. It's my fault. Whoa! Where do you think you're going? It's dangerous out there. Let go of me. I have to go after him. It's my fault. He's like this. Richard, 
Look at this. I think it's a suicide note. Taylor's not exaggerating. The little guy is in a bad way. To say the least. Okay, then. We go. But slowly. Carefully. Remember, the next log you step on could have teeth. But as the three young people forge cautiously into the tepid waters of your home, two somewhat more sinister figures race along the Swampside Highway in pursuit. Sure, I'm sure they took this road. I think. You think? Ha! You don't know how, Trag. Oh, boss, I try. Hey, boss, look at Up the road, there. It's the clown. Dancing in some kind of spotlight. Only... Where's the light coming from? He don't even look real. Boss, I'm scared. Slow down, you fool. You'll hit him. We don't want to kill him outright. Swerve, you idiot. Swerve. I'm swerving. But we're going to hit that train. The truck's gas tank explodes on impact, and the vehicle becomes a Nova Bright Inferno. And the little clown stands watching gleefully. Far away. Poisons. It sounded like crap. Didn't hear anything. Are you sure? No. It's hard to be sure of anything in here. I didn't realize it would be this dark. There were so many little sounds, so many shadows. It's... Oh! That's no shadow. It's some kind of yeah. But that creature won't harm us or death. If that is the clown he's holding, he may be protecting him. And so, we better not stop him. Right. We'll move closer, slowly. And so, not suspecting that the man they seek to save is already dead, they inch their way through the dense swamp growth toward the spot where you stand. A hunk of earth you've chosen for the man's final resting place. And when they push aside the last clump of green, when they see the clown's limp body and the heavy branch in your mottled hand, Ava draws the logical but wrong conclusion and panics. Heedless of the seeming danger you present, she rushes to the side of her fallen friend. Daryl, wake up! It's, it's Ayla! Daryl! Oh, no! He's dead! Dead! You can feel this woman's deep sorrow. Your own head bows. But then, another powerful emotional force makes you whirl, startled. How, how could you? I'd almost come to think of you as human. But now, get out! Get out of here, or I'll... Anger, aimed directly at you, emanating from a man you assume to be your friend. Why? What did you do? Why does he loathe you so? You cannot reason. And even if you could, you lack the vocal mechanism with which you might explain to them their error. So, you merely skulk away. Once you have gone, tears flow copiously. I didn't believe the man-thing was capable of this. In fact, it still strikes me as odd that I could face him down so easily. Unless... I never told him how I felt. I'm so ashamed. Oh, wow! How could I have been so blind? Ayla, look. He's been shot. 
The monster didn't kill him. But that's impossible. We didn't hear any gun go off. And we just saw Daryl alive a few minutes ago. Didn't we? You know, I'm beginning to wonder about that. So am I. We all saw something back there. But what? A ghost, maybe. Come on, Ruth. Under the circumstances, isn't that a little bit morbid? Nice try, twerp. Play acting that clown's dead to protect him from me. Trag! Come on, clownsy. Stand up and get beat to death like a man, you hear? Stop it, Trag! You can't kill a corpse. Trag, I said stop it! You said? Why should the world's strongest man care like you said? Perhaps you are the reason Trag should care. For despite your puzzlement at his earlier outburst, you still know Rory as a good man. Who's the luck in the gorilla suit? And Trag's assault upon him enrages you. Whoever he is, he ain't on my side. So he must be on yours. So? He's a blasted living slime pool. But if he figures that's gonna stop me, this is a challenge for me. I know I can take any man, but a monster, that's something new. I sliced right through him. He has torn from you some small bits of your being, yet still you stand, to all appearances, unharmed. I tore into you, ripped you apart, and you didn't even feel it. You are waiting for one reaction, fear. For if this man, or any man, fears you, your very touch can burn his flesh to ashes. But Trag is not afraid, only amazed. He attacks again. But this time, it is your strength which prevails. And in the absence of fear, you resort to other, even more brutal means to destroy your foe. But the memories return once more. The visions of needless, wanton slaughter. And though your instincts advise you otherwise, you allow him to live. And as you make that choice, the most bizarre event of this night occurs. Holy leaping! Wh what is it? What's happening to him? Or is it happening to us? Are we all losing our minds? The warm night air has suddenly turned chill. As you stare along with the humans at the skeletal specter that has risen from Daryl's lifeless shell. What are you? What do you want? Why? I want to make you laugh. I want smiles and guffaws and grins and good cheer. And most of all, peace. What does any clown want but to make people happy? But I could not go on making others laugh when all I felt inside was pain. When the love I gave was not returned. But now, my soul is free. I shall feel mortal pain no more. And so I can laugh, laugh forever. <laughs> you look and listen to the specter of a clown before you. And all that you know, Man-Thing, is that never has laughter made you feel so sad.